This is the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 46. Before we get started, I've got to say, if you are in the Orlando area this weekend, you have to go to our guitar workshop hosted by uh, Chris and John. There's just some really cool stuff for your guitarists over there, so if you want more information, head over to thechurchcollective.com and find the guitar workshop. In this episode, though, Miles interviews Aaron Boyd of Blue Tree, uh, just about his new album, the idea of worship and justice. There's so much cool stuff in this episode. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 46. So I am a, I'm a local church boy, so I started leading worship and, uh, you know, in my, my youth group and kind of don't say went up through the ranks in that way you know but finally led enough in youth and in life groups and home groups and whatever different people call them all these church mm-hmm. cell groups <laughs> or whatever and uh, and then someone kind of lets you loose you know on the big stage of church you know and, uh, <laughs> and i go to i go to church um which is like kind of throughout the, the northern ireland troubles uh, when everyone was kind of bombing and kill each other it was the place where actually it was really a non-denominational thing and definitely back then and uh, non-denominational was a non-denomination, but I suppose in some way it's a denomination in itself now, you know. But um, it was a place within the context of Northern Ireland where it didn't matter if you were a Protestant or a Catholic. It was a place that you were like primarily your identity was found in Christ. And then after that, you could hold whatever kind of political beliefs or agendas on, on Ireland as a whole. Um, and it was all quite secondary. Um, and so it wasn't defined by this is a Protestant church or this is a Catholic church, but it was like, um, this is a place where, you know, we just, we love Christ first and foremost. And then there's diversity in what people believe in terms of like, should Northern Ireland be part of the United Kingdom or not? And so contextually, it was like this great space to like inhabit. And I led there for years and years. And uh, it's a church where like, Robin Mark goes to so revival in Belfast you know that mm-hmm. classic album that's my church you know I think I skipped school to go to the, watch the rehearsals for that you know and then <laughs> was at the recording years and years ago and uh, so it's just this great place and um, and so that's kind of where I grew up and and when I jumped on the plane and, and went to Thailand it was just as you know someone who passionately loved worship and loved leading worship and and I really had my eyes open to actually what was going on in other parts of the world because our news, our media was always, there's been another bomb, there's been another person shot dead in this part of Belfast or this part of Northern Ireland or or whatever. All these kind of crazy stories were constantly evolving on the news. Um, but to go to somewhere like Thailand and see this abuse and this justice, injustice, sorry, kind of really kind of come back home and go, what what are what are we as the church doing about this? And so it really kind of started to formulate my views and my opinions on um, actually we're all called to be the hands and feet of Christ. And in my own life, what that looks like is, yes, whilst I love my own communities and do this, um, if God has given me a platform and just the ability just to, you know, on, on whatever level connect with people, I would like to highlight the issue of human trafficking. And so... I then kind of went down and, and found this term, which is uh, this is the old Hebrew word for worship. And uh, it was the kind of most commonly used word for worship, which is avodah. And it basically is just it's just worship and work. It's it's this idea that just real simply that your entire life 
of what we do is an act of worship to God. So there was no separation between the spiritual and the secular. You know, that didn't exist for Hebrew thought. It was like, go and dig a hole. And that is an act of worship. And, you know, we know the Bible says, like, whatever you do, you do it for the glory of God. And so I love to try and inspire people that, yes, my message and my heart when we travel as a ministry is we highlight the issue of human trafficking and what is going on for children in these other parts of the world. We, I understand that's not everyone's call on their life to do that. Um, and so whether you teach, whether you are a, a truck driver or whatever it is that you get up in the morning and you do throughout your day, whatever, that is an act of worship to God. And if we approach that in those moments like that, I think our lives can look really, really different. So I try and encourage people to live lives of worship. The music side of thing, I think it's real important. Um, I love to write songs. I love um, I love trying to take simple truths of what uh, what I read about and what I hear taught and, and, and what I kind of feel like is revelation or whatever and try and help people just lift these banners of truths over their lives. And so songs like Jesus Healer, um, Each Day, that kind of stuff is a journey in my own life where my daughter was born with cystic fibrosis. And so that's the banner that I left over my life where it's like, whilst I don't understand it, I believe that that Jesus died on the cross, that there's healing from the cross. And that's a banner that I lift up over my life in the same way that the children of Israel, when they traveled and when they set up camp, they lifted banners and they were banners of truth all around their camp. And so together, when we join together as a bride, you know, and we corporately begin to sing songs and and just bless God, then uh, that's that's really important for me as a musician or, you know, and the, and the people that I travel with. And that's the worship and the music. And then the justice part is, it's just essentially saying, God, here I am, send me, you know, and it's, um, the world's a small place now. And uh, again, as I said before, I highlight the issue of human trafficking um, in kids. I have three girls. And so I have a real soft spot for, uh, for young girls who are just being, you know, just moved around the world, have no value um, apart from, you know, a, a certain, maybe sexual act or whatever it is, and the amount of cost that that costs at that moment, that's the only value that's really placed on their lives. And they're seen as a commodity rather than a person. Um, and so I highlight that, but then also just love to encourage people and challenge the church. It's like you, whatever it is that we're doing in life, whether your church you know, feeds the homeless or whether you're out on the street or whatever it is, we can always be looking around for people that we can help and we can reach out to. And those three things, you know, when it's, um, we get the idea, you know, where, where the law was summed up, love God and love your neighbour. Um, and loving God is, is essentially is our act of worship. And, uh, and loving your neighbour is just, you know, and that's, that's, that's what this concept of this album is about. You know, it's not like you'll turn the album on and, and every, uh, every song is a song about justice. In fact, none of the songs are actually thematically themed around justice. It just points to this place where it's here I am, send me, um, where we understand who we are in Christ. We understand that we're called to love. We're called to reach out in whatever aspect and uh, and be his hands and be his feet. Um, and so that's worship and justice, worship, music, justice, whatever way you want to frame that. Great. Yeah. Thank you for that response. That was awesome to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks. Um, so speaking about, we can talk about album album stuff real quick here. So the new album, Worship and Justice, um, comes out August 26th. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so talk a little bit about re recording the album um, and kind of how that process has been for you guys and maybe where you recorded it, who you worked with on that, and just yeah, just talk about kind of the music aspect of, of recording that. Yeah, so we've always been, I've always kind of just stayed independent up to this point, and uh, I've always had a great relationship with uh, the guys, you know, in, in Integrity, Kingsway, well, they've all kind of bought each other somewhere along the line, so it's like <laughs> everyone, you know what I mean? It's like this, yeah. everyone's in together. Um, and I kind of finally came to the point where it was like, actually, I, I would love, I would love to get involved. And uh, so I spoke to uh, one of my great friends, a guy called Adrian Thompson uh, in Integrity, and we just began to chat through, and and they they were really excited about the story, essentially, of kind of like where where I've been in so many ways, because when the God of the City thing came out, the album we released it independent, it, you know, God opened so many doors. And uh, it set us off down this journey. And, and a big part of that journey actually didn't revolve around North America. A big part of that revolved around, for me, just my heart and my passion is going to the likes of Burma or going to Thailand again or going to Cambodia. And, you know, being really plugged in with these places and getting really involved and meeting organizations and seeing people on the ground and visiting them. And, uh, and so in lots of ways, it kind of looked like we disappeared. It kind of looked like I disappeared from the kind of North American world. Um, and so when I came and we just began to chat, they got really excited about telling the story of actually, um, I haven't gone anywhere apart from those places. And yes, whilst I've still been traveling backwards and forwards to North America, um, they just really wanted people to kind of like understand what we've been doing and where we've been going. And so we set off on this thing at I did a record deal with them, and, uh, and that was just a real fun, exciting moment. And did the whole kind of publishing deal and all that stuff. And um, whilst I know a bit about it, you know, whatever. I just, you know, I just want people to kind of get hold of songs and maybe begin to kind of lift these things over their lives and um, delve a wee bit deeper into what we're going and what we're doing. And hopefully, maybe that will challenge people and um, stir them in their own lives. And so, I um, we collated with a guy called Michael Rossback, who is in Colorado Springs. And Michael was like Grammy nominated, as I later found out, um, for his work on like the, the kind of the older Gunger records, like the Beautiful Things records. You know, he engineered for that and, and he played bass for um, for Michael for years and he plays bass for Paul Belosh. And uh, and he is, he's a great guy, just a real great guy. And, uh, and they just wanted him to work with me on that and and to produce a thing because before we've really kind of self-produced everything um and so they wanted to kind of capture an album the churches could get the hold of and really kind of like you know kind of like dig the arrangements of listen to be inspired by too but then also go away feeling like yeah no we could play these songs you know we could we could embrace this song in our church and you know and this would be something that we could we could help our body worship with um and so I flew to Colorado Springs and uh, we had some other other friends come in from from Nashville and stuff and they they played on they played guitars and and some guys drummed on it from Colorado and he kind of formed he brought his kind of like what he said was his A team you know in that world mm -hmm. and uh, and we set off on this journey one of my friends from uh, from Belfast who actually lives in London he's a worship pastor in London now he flew out and he played guitar on it as well and we just had this really intense week where we just, you know, went to town on these 10 songs, some old, some new, and uh, pulled this album together, you know, and just, uh, 
just got really excited about it. It was great playing with like really great musicians who uh, are super quick, and uh, you know, there's no no bureaucracy in the middle. There's no fights. There's no anything like that. Not that there's ever been in the past, but you know, it just felt easy. There was a peace. There was a rest in the middle of it all, and uh, I'm really excited listening to the album. You know, because I think Michael's done a really great job just producing it, trying to capture the essence of the songs and just push these things in a way where. You know, musically, I probably wouldn't have been able to take them to, you know, left given, mm. left of my own devices, you know. So it was great just working with someone like that. And, uh, yeah, I hope people enjoy it. I really do. I really do. Yeah, great. That sounds like that was a fun process for you guys. Yeah. It was real fast. It was. It was brilliant just coming in. Because I actually came in a couple of days later. Um, it sent all the all the roughs and all the demos and all that kind of stuff. And um, I think the thing with when you record... And this isn't a right or wrong answer, I suppose. It's just a thought. When you record, you document what kind of really feels right at that moment. You know, maybe if you approach a song a year later, it could take on a whole other form or a whole other feeling or whatever, you know. And just when I explain the heart behind some of the songs and um, and just kind of, you know, just kind of delve deeper into stories and that kind of stuff, um, I, I feel like he did a real great job of just trying to capture kind of all the emotion that's involved and, um, all of the you know the energy and and the, the brokenness at the same time in the midst of all of those things you know and uh, I think he did a great job at it. Great, yeah, I'm excited to hear it when it when it comes out. Um, so speaking of, of worship leading, kind of in a local church context, you're talking about how you grew up doing that. Um, it's kind of how you got your your start with worship music. Um, talk a little bit about just what your experience has been and kind of what you've learned along the way uh, as a worship leader in the, in the local church context. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's good. Okay. So I think, well, every, what is great is seeing how, um, no matter where we go in the world, it's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same. He He's wanting to do the same things in people's lives. He's wanting to lead people into a place of freedom. Um, he's wanting to to build and affirm and equip. And building and developing your craft of leading worship um, is something that actually we've been talking about just, you know, and how do we develop that better and more in our uh, kind of younger generations and in church coming through and um, and in my own local you know my church in CFC um, just looking at like you know, what what do worship communities look like you know and if you're worshiping if your worship community is not a worshiping community well then um, that's something that really needs to be addressed and uh, and so whenever I hit different churches around the world or wherever it may be it's just it's real interesting just seeing the different dynamics in all of those churches. And I was chatting with my pastor recently, and he was just saying, you know, in our church, what we need to really look at again is responsibility. And he just broke it up into those two words. We need to help people um, build their ability to respond. So their responsibility needs to grow. And when you lead people, it's not about coming into a church and going, this is what I do, I'm not moving, this is it, and you will all do what I want. But for me, the three things are, um, it's all about it's all about glorifying God. Everything that we do, first and foremost, is about glorifying God, period. And then 
second to that, it's about serving the church. So it's not about serving the church first and then glorifying God. It's always, if I do not do this thing to glorify God, I shouldn't even be doing it. But when that's the first thing on the agenda, and then the second thing flows from that, which is a heart to serve the church, a heart to meet people where they are, a heart to be flexible, a heart to um, approach the thing with kind of like a, a professional attitude, as in like, I rehearse, we work hard, we develop sound, we do that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, this is about meeting a body, a congregation, wherever that is. And it is all those classic things like if your arm's too loud, you turn it down. Or mm-hmm. if your drummer's hitting the drums too hard, just chill out. Because actually, contextually, if this is a very, very small church, we're not going to serve these people effectively if all I want to get what I want or what I would love. And yet you do get your times where there's a bigger stage, you can crank your amp to whatever, you know, your drummer can thump the life out of the drum. All that stuff's cool. But it has to be about glorifying God and serving the church. And then the third thing is to say through that process, have we honoured one another? Have I honoured the rest of the people that I travel with in relationship? And then am I honouring you, the church, or whoever it is that I meet along the way? Um, those three things I th- feel like are... Um, super super key and super important and there's something that every worship leader or person who leads even in general or whatever it is you know that those are three things that um should always flow we give glory to god in everything that we do that we uh, serve the local body and that we have a heart for people rather than ourselves and that we honor each other in the middle of all of that i think mr god is right smack bang in the middle of that i feel like in the holy spirit just you know, he just does what he what he wants to do and what he needs to do, and he challenges people, and uh, and he he changes people, and um, yeah, that, that's just and then then you can talk practically for hours and hours and hours, you know. But I think those three things, when you do that, all the other stuff begins to flow, because it's not about your will, it's not about your what you want, and I will only do this if X, Y, and Z, you know. And you have a bad attitude towards stuff, you know. I I don't travel with people who have bad attitudes, you know. It's not. I just, it's not, for me, it's not a, <laughs> a good thing. You know, it's not a good fruit to see. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Keep giving awesome answers to these questions. <laughs> this is great. I love it. Um, so you guys, you have some, uh, looks like you have some tour dates coming up yeah. uh, stateside here. And you're going to be like Oklahoma, Texas area. Um, is that going to be... W- I guess the question would be, what what's going on on those those nights that you guys are doing it? Are you playing with other musicians, and is that like in support of the the new album, or what's the goal with those? No, I think um, yeah, these these dates. Um, I've just recently uh, started working again with uh, Jeff Roberts and um, the whole kind of booking world but it's on a kind of real low-key level and so in terms of like really touring the album i'm probably looking at like um december onwards so these they have been really really busy and i just kind of feel like you know i protect my time with traveling um and, and there's a lot going on with church here and so this uh i'm i'm flying out tomorrow actually and i'm going to oklahoma and on Sunday night is a night of worship. And what a night of worship with Blue Tree looks like. It will always have those three elements, worship, music, and justice. So, um, I will always highlight um, an aspect of justice, and, and it will be human trafficking. And so 
on Sunday night I'll show a video of, of what we were doing in Cambodia um, and Bluetooth set up as a ministry for people can just sew into um, and when people sew into Blue Tree, they kind of sew into that bigger vision of yes you help keep us you know in the church and pay for our flights backwards and forwards or whatever um, but then there's a sense of actually you're, you're, you're helping send us to these other countries and we go to these places and we do that and, uh, and so that I find that's really exciting where people when they sew money in or when they donate or whatever it is um, they're they're kind of like they're partnering with us to kind of help send us to different places and maybe places that some people don't go and I have a real adventure spirit you know so for things like I got smuggled into Burma and met the underground church and people who are you know kind of live in fear um, I got to minister to a guy whose job it is is to murder Christians that's what he does in Burma and uh, I got to sing God of the City for him and, uh, and that's when we get smuggled in you know into Burma into the country and so Part of that, whilst that might sound a bit crazy for some people, it's like, that's in me. I love that. That's part of my adventure in the whole thing. And uh, and I get to do that, you know, get to minister to kids maybe in, uh, in homes that, you know, all their parents have been murdered um, because they were Christians. You know, we stayed in a home where kids, um, their parents, kind of a bit like actually what's going on now in Iraq, but this was a few years ago. And it was in Burma and those kids, all their parents were kind of tied to trees and chopped in half, you know, all this kind of crazy stuff and stuff that no one should ever go through or see, especially children. And, uh, and so those nights of worship will always have that. They'll be, you know, I still sing, you know, Chris Tomlin songs and all that kind of stuff. It's not about an album launch for me. I don't really do an album launch. There will be songs that everyone knows. There'll be talk for half an hour or, or whatever it is. So it's very fluid. The night's very fluid. And uh, and then I, I raise all of these issues, raise and highlight these things, and then help point people to how you can get involved. Here's organizations that you can get involved with. You can do short-term teams here. You know, this is what this looks like. This might be what this means. If you want to know more, come and speak to me, you know. And um, So the nights are all very fluid. And it just involves lots of different stuff. So it's never like lockdown. I never go in and here's my 90-minute set, you know, and then tip the hat and walk off stage. It's it's a bit more of like, you know, what's the Holy Spirit saying? I kind of feel like each night will hold some sense of prophetic edge, you know, and it's not like here's a prophetic word, you know, but it's like what's the Holy Spirit saying to you as a community? What what can we all agree on and, and agree together at this moment? And what does this look like? You know, what does... <clears throat> Um, what do these banners of truth look like for your community being lifted up? But I also like to point to the wider world as well. Um, and, and then sometimes we just, we lead worship in, uh, there's a conference that's going on and it's like a kind of a couple of hundred kids, you know, kind of a youth conference going on. And we'll lead worship at that. And uh, and whilst that might not be then as full on on the justice element, you know, that will be there. I'll have a chance to speak about it and chat to people about it. But you know, my responsibility there is to, you know, to lead these kids in worship and someone speaks and then we help with responding to whatever needs to be responded to, you know, very much like what would kind of go on in church on a Sunday morning. Um, so, and I think that's maybe to reference back to your earlier question about, you know, as a worship leader, what does it look like? And it changes. It has to change. You cannot just, I don't feel like you can just walk in with a set set. I don't think it's as prescriptive as that. Um, I think the Holy Spirit different communities are in different spaces 
and uh, and I love seeing that. I love seeing the diversity in that, and uh, and just seeing what the Holy Spirit wants to do, and and what songs are right, and maybe none of them are my songs for that night, and that's fine. You know, that's okay as long as people connect with God, and there is that element because when people connect with God, they share that same heart. And then this natural response is kind of like, God, here am I. You know, use my life. Use my life. I want to be used in the kingdom. And that looks completely different for everyone. And uh, I've, you know, been part of people going away and uh, moving to other countries and uh, and working in places like Thailand or Burma or Cambodia. But then you're also just really influential and maybe helping inspire a youth pastor to keep going, you know, to keep going because he feels really burnt out or whatever, you know. And, Am I actually really making a difference in my community? And it's like, yeah, you are. You can keep going, keep digging in. God's got greater things. He's got big plans for you, you know. And He wants to see, He wants to see your town and your city and your nation transformed. That's His heart. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome to hear you guys' heart behind the the nights of worship and what you guys are doing there. That's that's really cool. So. Uh, real quick for those of you guys who are are listening, if you're um, Blue Tree's going to be in, check their tour page in here, and you guys can look it up on uh, BlueTreeWorship.com/slash/touring, um, right? Touring. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and so they're going to be in uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico in the next few days. Actually, here yeah. wrapping up the end of, of August. So. If you're in those areas, uh, check out their touring page, and you guys can go um, have a night of worship with with Blue Tree. Uh, as kind of a last a last thing here. Um, t- talk a little bit. You you mentioned this where you're going to talk about it at the nights of worship with the ability to do the partnership stuff. You have a uh, a page actually on your guys' website, uh, the BlueTreeWorship.com/partner, and uh, talk r- real quick about the ability that people can have to partner with what you guys are doing in different yeah. areas around the world. Well, on, on our website, there is uh, a section where you can you can donate, and uh, it's all kind of self-explanatory. There, you can give monthly, you can you know you can give one off, you can whatever, no problem. Um, and then on our nights of worship, um, I just open it up where even sim- as simple things like um, you know I don't say a CD costs ten bucks, but what it says is that you know there's a minimum donation of ten bucks, and. Uh, and whilst that might sound like, you know, well, it's a long way around or it's a whatever, it just is like this thing where I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sell a product. I kind of feel like for me it was like whenever the God of the City thing exploded, it was more of going, okay, God, how can I use what you have given us to kind of help in a wider picture? And so if I say a CD is 10 bucks, well, that's what it is. But if I say a minimum donation of 10 bucks, well, actually this whole thing, this whole ministry for me is about, Yes, keeping the lights on in our own kind of blue tree camp and, you know, pay all the guys and that's all cool. And, you know, all the guys have got part-time jobs and all this kind of stuff as well. They're all worship pastors in different parts of the world or, you know, different things. And that's been even really cool to see when we've traveled. Some have ended up being worship and youth pastors in like Canada or in London or, you know, in, in different parts of the world. And that's great. Um, but it just means that then people, if they want to sew more money in and they go, well, actually, you know, I've, have a hundred bucks. It's not like you're saying oh, I'm buying a CD for a hundred dollars. Isn't that the most expensive CD ever? It's actually <laughs> saying, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm donating to this cause, and you know, and by the way, thanks for the CD at the same time, you know. Or um, we give people the opportunity to sew in, you know, and take a break in the middle. And it's like if you if you want to sew in, well, here's a basket. Chuck a few dollars in. 
uh, write a check. Um, in the, uh, we're 501c3, so if people want to write a slightly bigger check, you know, anything over 20 bucks, I can give you a receipt for tax-wise, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that money then goes into spreading a message. We give cash away. We go to these places, and uh, it just keeps the whole thing afloat, you know. And uh, and I love it, but for me, that's maybe slightly different than what a normal band or a normal context would do. Um, but that keeps it really alive for me, and I absolutely love it. You know, I, someone once bought a CD for fifteen hundred bucks, you know, because they really believed, and we were going to Cambodia, and we were able to take stuff there, and we were able to help a load of kids, you know, and that that's that's kingdom to me you know it's yeah. god's no man's debtor and you know um no one's getting rich in, in the blue tree world you know so right. it's uh yeah i just I, I absolutely love it i really do but um we just give people the opportunity to just to sew in you know on those nights great yeah that's that's amazing it's, it's really cool just to, like i said see your guys heart behind why you're doing it why you're doing these these worship events recording cds and just trying to help other people and also facilitating worship in, in the local church and in other churches, not even in, in your guys' own country. So that's uh, that's cool. That's really cool to see. Uh, makes me excited. Uh, cool. Well, um, yeah, I don't really have any other questions for you. Um, no problem. I think anything I would have asked you probably already answered. <laughs> yeah. No. No sweat. Like I, 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 yeah. I just I love it all. You know, um, Colossians three three says, "For you died, and your life is now hidden." With Christ in God, and uh, and we all have this, like the old school Stephen Curtis Chapman. You know, this is the great adventure. You know, we all have a great adventure that is wrapped up in Jesus Christ. And the more we die to ourselves, the more we passionately fall in love with Him and His purposes. I promise, the Christian life is the most exciting adventure ever. And uh, it's never meant to be a dull, boring religion. That is not it's the most empowering, just, you know, on edge, creative, just all of these, all those great words. That's what the kingdom of God is. That's what having a passionate relationship with Christ is like. And uh, yeah, and I just, yeah, I just, I want to make the biggest dent that I can for the kingdom. You know, I genuinely want to get on my deathbed and go, I loved every minute of it. And uh you know, and just finish well and run the race hard, you know, and I just pray that that's what people get, you know, and I don't know, I'm not a real muse, you know, I don't know, if I'm being brutally honest, I'm not a real muso, so it doesn't even bother me if people listen to the album and they go, oh, well, I don't like that or, you know, it's whatever. I just pray that people dig into the words, people get the truth and that sinks in or, do you know what I mean, or whatever it is, whatever songs you're listening to or wherever it is. Be connecting with God. Be connecting with the Holy Spirit. Let him use you in your life and uh, and go for it. And if I'm part of that journey, if, you know, the, the ministry of Blue Tree is part of that, then brilliant. If not, we're all on the same side. Do you know what I mean? We all mm-hmm. we all rejoice when people do well and we all, uh, you know, we all, we're all are saddened and we, we, you know, we share heart when other people, you know, go through hard times as well. Because we're all family. You know, we're all family. We're all, we are the bride of Christ. And, uh, and he's coming back for it, and he loves it, and he's passionate about his bride. And uh, so, yeah, just we all have a great adventure that is hidden in Jesus Christ. Um, and just go and find it. Go and, go and find your adventure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the encouragement there. That's great. 
Uh, cool. Well, um, yeah, once again, guys, I've been chatting with Aaron from Blue Tree. Um, go ahead and check out their website, bluetreeworship.com. Um, they've got a lot of music. They've got some chord charts, tour information. Once again, that partnership page is really huge. Check that out. Um, look about um, looking at the different organizations that they're involved in and how, how you can help. And like I said, if you're in that area of uh, Oklahoma, Texas, and New Mexico, in the next week or so, you can catch Blue Tree at a night of worship there. And um, just hang out with them, catch the vision for what they're doing. And um, if you can, give and support um, what they're doing around the world. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to thechurchcollective.com to connect with us. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others.